0: Welcome to The Ralph Report
1: with Ralph Garman.
0: Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome. All are welcome. It's The Ralph Report for a Wednesday, March 11th. So beyond thrilled to have you joining us again today. We got a hell of a show lined up for you. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, first of all, it's Wednesday. You know what happens on Wednesdays? That's when uh, there's a thing that we uh there's a guy comes in or one hit wonder you got me that's what it is one hit wonder got one today that really chaps my ass chaps your ass i can't love them all i don't love this one. you're begrudgingly doing this i am begrudgingly doing this one because a garmy member called in asking for this one and he's got a point but i don't like it (laughs) well you got to do what you got to do you got to do sometimes it's work (laughs) <laughs> it's not always shits and giggles oh. here on the Ralph Report. Sometimes it's cold hard work. Yeah. Oh. It's not always SWAT. Oh man, it's like it's like breaking rocks on the chain <laughs> gang sometimes. That's yeah, what it is. That's what it is. Uh what else? Oh, the return of Steve Ashton. How Yay. about that? Steve is alive and well in the U.K., heading to Brussels this week. Man. So our U.K. report from later in the week will be from Brussels. He's so going to get the coronavirus. Well, if he
1: doesn't have it, if he has it, he's spreading it, too. That's true.
0: So. (laughs) He could be the typhoid Mary of coronavirus (laughs) for all we know. And, of course, entertainment news. Your phone calls so much to do. But first, allow me to introduce myself. I am your podcast pal. Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself, Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Wow. Audience working overtime. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, Eddie. Hey. Um, yeah, let's get right to it, because we've okay. got a hell of a show today. It's all, it's all you're going to have such, such a good time. Not D. But not if we don't start doing the show. So let's <laughs> jump in right away to you, beloved members. Oh, no, 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 sorry. What? Strike that. Reverse okay. it. They're not beloved members. In of the government? words of uh, Willy Wonka. No, I forgot to mention, a thank you, first of all, to everyone who is responding in such a big way to merch madness. Oh, yeah, that was huge. Can't let merch madness slide by without giving it a nod because it's uh, a big deal. People are, A, loving the opportunity to send in their artwork and in the potential of perhaps being... Uh, featured on some garmy merchandise, but more than that, the folks who are looking at the art are really digging it. Yeah, we started yesterday with two competing shizmu, two great pieces of shizmu pieces art. of art. I thought we'd kick off in a big. That's way. a tough one. I've had those two in my back pocket. I've been holding on to them just for this occasion, yeah. and I put them out there, and people are just uh, first of all they're praising shizmu. <laughs> is right to give him thanks and praise yes. so all hail she's moved. but uh yeah people are like i don't i can't decide that was a tough one. one i I voted but i don't want to say who i voted for you can't no it's your, it's your own personal it business is my own personal business you go in that booth you pull that <laughs> curtain do they have curtains or booths anymore no
1: they don't it's like a little folding wall with
0: a with a touch tablet with the touch tablet spreading coronavirus exactly they don't hose those down no, they don't. no they don't everybody goes in there no they don't don't. Uh, Yeah, but uh, so we're going to do it. I think we're going to run them about every 24 hours. So yesterday I posted the two competing She's Moo pieces. That will close out sometime today, and then I will put up two additional pieces because the submissions are coming in rather quickly. I bet. And they're all great. And that's why I've reserved the right. If you read my uh, Patreon post yesterday, I've reserved the right to... Use some of them, even if they don't yes. win, because people love them so much. And I don't want to not have people get give them the opportunity to put something right. cool and some. And either of those pieces you submitted yesterday, like those, would be like exactly great on T shirts. How, how do you go? Either wrong. one of those. Yeah, that I might have to make the color one into a poster, maybe for our next live. That one would a, be cool. Next live Ralph report. Something so. we could pray to. That's right. So all that stuff is in consideration, but it's going to be going on all month, and I think we're going to have a good time with it. So. Thanks to everybody for your positive reactions to merch madness. <laughs> all right, now now we're going to get to you guys, the beloved Garmin. We're going to get to you because we love it when you reach out to us. You can write me, ralph at the ralphreport.com. If you want to send me an email or you can send one to Eddie at Eddie at the ralphreport.com, Steve at that same email address, or you can reach out to us on social media. We're all over the place on Facebook and I'm not so much on Instagram. Eddie's more on Instagram than mm. I am. But uh, Twitter, we're always there on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Steve's there on Twitter. Steve, Steve Instagrams, too, because he loves to put his lush food up there. <laughs> it's uh, Steve Ashton 1509. Yes. I think. Because that was
1: something he, some call number, his line extension at his old yeah, job or his, something oh, like yes, that. his
0: old phone number from his job. So weird. Weird. <laughs> Anyway, you can see him there, or you can do what many people choose to do, which is to leave a voicemail message. And why not? This is an, an audio medium. Why not return sound with sound? Right. Pay us back in kind. I love it when you leave your voicemails, because then I get to listen to them all. And I put a couple of them here at the top of the show. You, It's easy for you to do. You just got to reach out to the Ralph Report hotline. It is available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your voicemail enjoyment. Just dial it up. That phone number, one 8
2: 3 3
0: and then uh, I listen to them. I pick out a couple that I think are uh, particularly appropriate mm-hmm. and then we start this segment called Garmy on the Line.
1: The telephone is ringing The Garmi's on the line Ralph's gonna play a
0: See what's on your mind. Here's the thing about the Ralph Report. Many things can be said about this particular program, but the one that everyone seems to agree on, both critic and fan alike, is this podcast is a star maker. If you're on this show, you will become yes. a star. This is the launch pad to greatness. S- straight to the top. Look, I've, I plucked Eddie Pence out of obscurity. Obscurity. Now look at him. He's on 17 different podcasts. He's got a comedy special that eventually will be seen. Some point. Probably at his funeral. We'll put it up on the big screen and we'll all take a look. Yeah. Um, but he's a big star now. Huge. Too big for this show. We're lucky we still have him. Uh, Bridget from Long Island. Monster smash success story. Steve Ashton. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Steve. Uh, Reggie the Wonder Dog. Care. I, Your daughter Olivia is a huge show. She won't even her. answer my calls yeah. anymore. Uh, we had uh, Darren <laughs> McGregor. Yeah, From Scotland. Yeah. He's still a big part of the show. We've got Ryan also from Scotland. And now I think the latest breakout star from the Ralph Report to garner his own fan base is Sand. Oh, I'm a big the Sand UK. fan. Sand fan. A, a lot of people fan. love Sand. <laughs> I don't think anyone loves Sand as much as Marie, however.
3: Hey, Ralph. This is Marie. I am calling about the call yesterday from Sand. Yeah. Um, there's just something about his voice. You need to get him to call back. All right. I remember a while back you had this uh, gentleman from Scotland who uh, would Darren. call in and read recipes and stuff like that. Yes. Um, maybe he'd give something similar to, to to Sand. All right. Or even have him and the the guy from Scotland Jeez, talk to oh, each other or do something. Well, wow.
2: Um, Kinky.
3: Thanks for all the funny. Appreciate it, LMB. All
0: right. And wow. check on aisle three I for guess. Marie over there. I don't know what's going on while she's listening to the show, but she wants more sand. She wants to bury herself up so to she- her neck in sand. I think. Right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Give it to her. I will because uh, you're in luck, Marie sand happened to call in for today's show. He's got a suggestion for uh, today's one hit wonder Wednesday.
2: Hi Ralph. And a big yo-ho to Eddie himself. In oh, uh, stand Eddie. here once again calling from the UK. Uh, so I'm calling today with a suggestion to uh, One Hit Wonders Wednesday. Uh, this is one that I hope Eddie will uh, particularly enjoy mm-hmm. uh, due to his uh, love of the wrestling world and community. Yeah. It's a, a song entitled It Doesn't Matter. It's by Wycliffe John featuring Dwayne the Rock Johnson himself. <clears throat> I really, really hope you guys play it because it's an absolute it's 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 great, it's exquisite and it's just a gift from Shizmo himself. So I'm I'm gonna have to cut it short there guys because my cat just arrived uh, for LMB <laughs> My cat just came. Yeah.
1: I've just arrived. Cat just arrived, he said.
2: <laughs>
0: Listen I'm arriving. I'm arriving. I can't just can't. <laughs> Sand, I love you. You're a big breakout star. Oh. Marie wants to do you, but no, we're not. Uh, we're oh. not playing. Yclef Jean and the Rock? I'll, I'll go listen to whatever it. song that was. In that smash hit. I think it's in my phone. Listen, I don't mean to uh, to chill you. I don't want to. I don't want to harsh your mellow or ruin your buzz. But no, that that won't be done.
2: <laughs> oh. no.
0: You giveth and you taketh away. Well, look, got to keep him in his place. <laughs> His head's already too big. I mean, it's three, that's three shows in a row he's been on. Superstar. Well, that's pretty huge. Launching pad. Ralph Report bump. He got the Ralph Report bump. <laughs> His ratings are going to go through the roof right now. <laughs> um, here on the show, we are dedicated to bring you the latest information when it comes to the COVID-19, a.k.a. the coronavirus a lot of people are concerned about the, uh, about getting sick, about what to do, about how to take care of themselves. And we are priding ourselves on bringing you the latest and greatest in yeah. information in a segment that I call science rules. Science rules. So uh, this gentleman called in, it was Carlos and he likes the information, wants to maybe tweak the segment.
2: Hi Ralph. Yo ho Eddie. This is Carlos from Orange County. I just had one quick suggestion. Yeah. I love the science rules tidbit. Good. But I think she blinded me with science by Thomas Dolby would be a much better tidbit. Huh. Uh, Keep doing what you do. Just start listening in January. Love it. Mean it. Bye. Welcome, Carlos. Thanks Thanks. so
0: much for signing up. It's good to have you on board. Yeah. As I mentioned, science rules is our usual segment. You think it should be science. Hmm. Hmm, I'm torn.
2: Science <laughs> rules. Science!
0: How about if we call the segment Science Rules? Science rules. And as we talk about each fact, we can hit it with... Science! All right. All right. I like that. Why should we lose one or the other? Yeah,
1: or you could close it with science oh, and open it with point. science
0: rules. That's a good point. Like we do with the the other... Every time we have a good theme song. All right, Carlos, good suggestion. We'll fold it in, but I'm not getting rid of science rules because that chick gives me a chubby. Science
1: rules. Yeah. You know she's hot. She's pretty hot. She's you hot. You know she's in a lab coat. With oh, like, she is. Yeah. With like glasses on. Yes. Hair up in a bun.
0: This Yakamoto or whatever that mm. thing was from uh, blinding me with science. <laughs> You've done it again. I don't remember that. You're beautiful. You don't remember the spoken no, word part with don't. Thomas Dolby? I don't. Oh, man. Well, look it up. Speaking of. Science rules. I'm going to turn over the science facts to uh, the Garmy because we've got a lot of smart science people out there in the Garmy. And they're We're calling artists in artists and smart people. Oh, I don't know what I've done to deserve an audience of this caliber, but they're <laughs> all so much better than I am <laughs> at most things. You remember Dr. Steve, he was the pediatrician who gave us the heads up that yes. kids aren't really getting the yes. coronavirus, not nearly as much as they get the flu and, and other illnesses, right. which we uh, we didn't know at the time. And I was glad to find that out. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. found that out two days ago. Apparently we, we, oh, we broke that before we him. broke that before he did. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Steve called back to talk about a few things that we've been discussing on the show about coronavirus preparedness.
2: Hi, Ralph. Yo, Eddie. It's Steve, three-star general from South Pasadena. Um, I'm the pediatrician who called in last week uh, to uh, correct Eddie in terms of uh, coronavirus uh, uh, being particularly dangerous to children because it doesn't seem like it is. I had to call in again just in response to the caller who called the other day about uh, wearing masks and how it may be helpful in terms of uh, leading to people touching their face less often. Uh, But actually, that's probably not true. In fact, the Head of the Infectious Disease Department at our hospital just last week, we had a meeting, uh, was reiterating the fact that people who are not sick should not wear the mask because they probably end up touching their face more, adjusting oh. the mask all the time and, you know, not used to it being there on the face.
3: So oh. it's probably
2: still uh, not helpful to wear the mask. Um, and then also, I'm glad you pointed out about the fact that, uh, you know, people don't need to run out and try to buy bottled water since they can just get clean water out of the tap. At least here in L.A. County, the water coming out of the tap is consistently cleaner every year when they test it uh, than uh, bottled water. Um, what? There's just less bacteria content because of the process that goes through to get clean. Um, so yeah, the tap water should be fine. Um, even if everyone in the country got coronavirus, there's no reason to think water wouldn't still be running. So no need to uh, try to find those last bottles of water at the grocery store. All right, LMB. Science tap water yep. is cleaner than the bottled water well,
0: they always say uh, like la tap water is some of the best water they in the do country. say that yeah. yeah but if you're in other parts of the country where maybe your water isn't so clean that i can understand maybe yeah. you're getting bottled water but if you're a local here in southern california stop it
1: yeah or just buy yourself one of them brita filters and oh just do love that. me some brita yeah
0: yeah simple yeah um here's another aspect of the coronavirus that we haven't talked about And I wasn't even going to put this in there because it makes my stomach turn. But Jess Bone, our good pal Jess Bone, called in and she brought this up. And I think we just need to touch on it so then we can all move on.
3: Hey, Ralph, it's Jess Bone. Um, (laughs) I was calling because I wanted to share a coronavirus story. Um, The other day I got into an elevator and the woman who was she got in with me and And when the elevator doors closed, she looked at me and she said, thank you for riding the elevator with me. And then I looked over and I realized that she was of Chinese descent. And I was like a little bit speechless. And she saw that I was surprised and she said, oh, earlier today, somebody hopped out of the elevator when they saw that I was, you know, Asian. Mm. So um, I was just calling to send a, a message out to my fellow Angelinos and, uh, and uh, San Fernando Valley neighbors. I should say I live in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, just because there's coronavirus out there doesn't mean that we can be racist. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that and uh, make sure that everybody remembers. Wash your hands. Don't be racist. Right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you imagine getting out of an elevator because an Asian person steps into it, and you are equating them unru- with a virus? That's kind of unreal, man. That's un- it just pisses me off. Like, what if an Italian person got oh, on the God. on the elevator? Yeah, they're dealing with the worst
1: outbreak right.
0: going right uh, now. God. I mean,
1: the problem with racists is, I mean, other, than, other than being racist, they look for any excuse to be
0: racist. It's insane to me.
1: That would it's- never cross my mind in a million years. Me either. That's a. I didn't even think of that until she said it. I'm like, oh, fuck. People. Although
0: there was a politician, I forget the name now. I'm sorry, I don't have it at the tip of my tongue. But he was on uh, Twitter or something, and he called it the Chinese coronavirus. And uh, I was yeah. like, easy, easy. Yeah. It, 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 the outbreak was in China, but it's it's yeah. worldwide now. Yeah. We're all uh, dealing with it. Racists. Let's not add racism to the problem, People shall But we? racists look for any excuse to be racist. Oh, God. Whitey, right? Who's with me? Mm. I hate Whitey. Yeah. I'm racist against whitey. Yeah, I almost am. I'm self-loathing. I almost yes. am. Yes. And uh, lastly, Julian called in. Julian picked up on something. We were talking about Eddie. You know, Eddie volunteered the information the other day that he would uh, masturbate for money. If you give Eddie money, apparently he will masturbate for you. I will. If, if that's something that yeah, you're interested if you need, in. If you need that. Uh, Julian was listening to that <laughs> segment, and he picked up on something interesting. Oh.
2: Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. This is Julian from Philadelphia, oh. one-star general uh, working his way up. Nice. Uh, when you play the clip of uh, Eddie um, saying, uh, I'll jerk off for money. Yeah. When you play that clip, why does it sound like he's getting ready to say, uh, I'll jerk off for a sandwich, but then he <laughs> switches the money at the uh, last minute. Play that back. He goes, I'll jerk off for, a s- for money. Check that out. I think he wanted to jerk off for a sandwich. Right? Well, it depends on what the sandwich Eddie is. Eddie has low standards. Yeah, well. No, I all right, love you. Mean it. Bye.
0: He's the vice host on this show, so I think it's <laughs> apparent he's got low standards. I didn't notice that, but um, I pulled the audio again. Let's take a listen and see if Eddie was going to volunteer to jerk off just for a sandwich, just for lunch. And then he changed his mind and, and went to money.
1: I'll these. jerk off for, a s- right? for, for money.
0: <laughs> you're going to say sandwich. <laughs> look, You're about to volunteer look,
1: if you're on to a jerk off for a sandwich. If you're on a deserted island and there's a stack of money or a sandwich, uh-huh. what do you want more? But when, w- right? Wait a minute. When,
0: when I'm did you move saying, to a deserted I'm island? I'm just saying, put yourself in the hypothetical. You, what didn't, you didn't give conditions food to this Food can be statement? more valuable
1: than money. This
0: was a catch-all. This was an across-the-board... A- omir- Look, admission
1: on your part. If you're willing to watch me jerk off, I will take almost whatever you're going to give me. Big I'll deals. jerk off first right? for, for money.
0: <laughs> you're going to say sandwich. <laughs> Maybe I will. I wonder what kind of sandwich. Club sandwich. You had in your mind when you thought about Club that. Club sandwich. With uh, bacon?
1: Bacon. Yeah. No
0: no tomato. Cut the tomato no, Gotta have tomato in there.
1: Bacon, lettuce, turkey.
0: A little mayo. Big I'll deals. jerk off first right? for, for money. Yeah. Maybe I'll mayo it Change, up. T- oh, boy. <laughs> Thank you, Julian, for calling in. Where where did Julian say he was from? I forget. Do you remember what I city don't, I Julian don't rec- said? I don't he was recall. From? I don't recall. I think what? I blocked it. Fuck. What? What? <laughs> you know what he fucking knew where he came from. I don't remember. That's why I'm asking you. Your fuck. job as vice host is to <sighs> fill in the blank. I, I can't
1: hear it. Philadelphia. Philadelphia friend. Hello.
0: jerk off you never play that song again (laughs)
2: there's
0: two reasons for me to keep (laughs) playing it then i never want to see that thanks to everybody who called in you too can be featured here in this segment but you know what you got to do you got to call me Alrighty, now it's time for us to take a look in the rearview mirror and find out what happened on this day, March 11th, in history.
2: Ralph's about to solve another mystery. Like,
4: is today the day some dude invented Listerine? Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister, Queen. Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary. The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp, so grant our wishes, please, and tell us what went down this day in history.
0: All righty, on this day, March 11th in 537. Oh, the year 537. Goths lay siege to Rome. There was a group of people called Goths. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was awful. They could motivate enough to go and take they over. Showed somebody. up with their eyeliner on and their dyed black hair and their gloves all the way up their thing with <laughs> safety pins. And they were so sad. <laughs> That was a nightmare. In 1665, New York approved a new code that guaranteed Protestants religious rights. I'm glad that the white Protestants are finally getting their rights in this country. So persecuted in this country. About time. Yes. 1774, English auction house Sotheby's held its first ever auction. Their famous uh, auction house. They're in London. Very first thing they auctioned off, some books. Boring. (laughs) 1789, <laughs> Benjamin Banneker and Pierre Charles Lafont begin to lay out. Eddie Pence, any guesses as to what city? And this isn't, I'm not setting you up here. <laughs> I thought you'd be interested to know. If, you, if you'll if you recognize the names Benjamin Banneker and Pierre Charles Lafont what city did they design? D.C. Extra bonus points. <laughs> uh, the judges say you were correct, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Have you ever driven around that city?
1: I never have. It's impossible to drive around. No, I've only walked. They've, they've they designed it so you could not attack the Capitol oh. from from ground because it was so con, it was so confused. It's not a grid system at all. Pretty clever. It's very confusing to drive around. That, that sounds city. sounds
0: bad though for driving. <laughs> it's awful. I wonder if they uh, singled out and this is the part. This is the place where Eddie Pence will eventually jerk off because he's so bored. <laughs> you get so bored walking around that city because you get lost. You do. You do just jerk off. But You were working. <laughs> Don't you remember your own story? Yeah, I jerked off in the Capitol. That's what I'm talking right. about. Because they weren't you an intern or something? Yeah, you had the, in, to do? In, the, in the Senate, I, I jerked off in the basement. I jerk
1: off first, right? For money.
0: Someone offer you a sandwich? I did that for free in 1791. Samuel Mulleton received his patent for a machine to thresh grain. He invented the grain thresher. Hmm. that saved a lot of trouble. You have to go out there with a sickle or a scythe yeah. and cut it down yourself. A giant lawnmower. Basically, you got it. You got. You don't know, man. It's a giant lawnmower, right? That same day, by the way, he received three more patents for other inventions on the same day. That seems a little shady. He was the first person in the United States to receive more than one patent. No one had ever invented more than one thing before Mm. this guy. Four in a day. I think he stole some shit. You don't know. I do.
2: Any guesses,
0: guesses as to what major metropolitan city Samuel was from? <laughs> just just I'm poor. just, he was, seemed are like he a just, smart guy. Did he? Uh, he was the first guy in did the he? United States to have four patents. Oh. So great. I'm guessing he I'm must sure have come from a place totally where smart people are from. Up. That's Philadelphia. all I'm Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Fresh uh-huh. or sure, yes,
1: grain. <laughs>
0: That's your second one. You're done. You're capped out. I don't think I did one yesterday at all. So (laughs) I owed myself one. In 1818, Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley published her most famous piece of work. Any idea what book Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley wrote, Eddie Pence? Frankenstein. Wow, you're on fire today. Frankenstein. (laughs) Or the modern Prometheus, as it was subtitled. Mm. First published on this day in 1818. In 1855, the leader of the Bowery Boys in New York City, William Poole, a.k.a. Bill the Butcher, Oof. was buried in Brooklyn. 155 carriages were in his funeral procession, and 6,000 mourners showed up to uh, to bury him. Was that uh,
1: from Gangs of New
0: York? That's was that exactly. inspired
1: by Gangs of New York?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, I think gangs of, gangs, in actual gangs of New York was inspired by the actual historical... <laughs> the movie didn't come answer. first. I don't believe so, No. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, Daniel Day-Lewis playing the yeah, yeah. Butcher in that. Yeah. Uh, on this day in 1869, the West first learned of the existence of something called a giant panda
4: hmm.
0: via a French missionary named Armand David who received the skin from a hunter. And they said, this is a giant black and white bear skin. How can that be a thing? And then, and then the, the legend was born of oh, the giant panda. Giant panda. Yeah. They're slobs.
1: They, they are. Pandas. I saw the movie.
0: Yeah. They just they just eat and they won't they don't even bone. Yeah, the zoo. Do you see the zoo had the they don't want to, to show them panda porn. Yeah. Try to teach right. them how to have sex. They don't want to
1: let them die out. They don't want to fuck anymore. Let them die out. Lazy bastards. That's The whole point. In
0: 1888, the northeastern United States experienced what was known as the Great Blizzard of 1888, which makes sense because that was <laughs> the year it was. It began with three days of constant snow, wind, and freezing Ooh. weather. Up to four feet of snow fell in areas with snow drifts exceeding 20 feet, shutting down entire cities and transportation. Damn, That's bad. As much as I miss weather, having grown up on the East Coast and then moving to Los Angeles years ago, there were days I remember trying to just get anywhere from anywhere was a nightmare. I remember we had a snow so bad one time in Virginia where we could actually, we were walking around the
1: house, we could step over our fence.
0: Wow, that's how high the that's snow high is.
1: was, and we could yeah we could walk around and step over the fence. It's
0: cool when you're a kid though. That it was amazing. Sense. No yeah. school for like a week. Yeah, it's amazing. In this day in 1819, Moscow became the capital of revolutionary Russia. Now, of course, it is the capital of the American political system. Mm. 1922, <laughs> the Western Hockey Championships were held. The Regina Capitals lost in two games to the Vancouver Millionaires. That was their That's name. That's a great name wow. for a hockey team because nobody who plays hockey is a millionaire. No. Except maybe Ovechkin. <laughs> I think they're still like the lowest paid professional sport, I think it uh, is too. I think it has the least home. revenue of the three or four major sports. Well, that makes sense. Probably. I think just you and I watch. That's about it. 1927, the first armored car holdup ever. hmm I wonder how long it had been since they invented the armored car. Finally, that day. got around to holding it up. Roll off the lot. <laughs> Happened in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Figures. Pittsburgh. Huh. Oh, you guys don't talk about that. You don't claim that side of the state. Yins are bad out there in Pittsburgh. 1927, also on this day, the first Golden Glove tournament was held. Hmm. For you boxing fans, also on this day in 1927, Samuel Roxy Rothafel opened his famous Roxy Theater in New York City. In 1953, the first woman army doctor was commissioned, F.M. Adams. Took him a long time to get a female doctor in the army. I bet
1: she got some shit too. Oh, you
0: know it. Oh my god! I can't imagine. Imagine her trying to examine a soldier. What he was saying. Or to trying her. to say one's not medically cleared, and then what mm. the shit she would get. Right. Oof. Or her giving a prostate exam. Oh my god. To a general. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I want a man's finger in my ass. That's right. <laughs> and also. Helped
1: golfers, right? For, for money. That's what
0: the general also said. <laughs> Uh, 1958, Charles Van Doren finally lost on the U.S. TV game show 21 after winning $129,000. It was later revealed the whole thing was fixed. That started the big game show scam. That's a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, It's called Quiz Show. Quiz Show. Robert Redford directed it. It's really good. 1958 also, you think Charles Van Doren had a bad day when he lost on that game show. On this day, also in 1958, the American B-47 bomber accidentally dropped a nuclear bomb 15,000 feet onto a family home in Mars Bluff, South Carolina. Oh, my God. Now, the, uh, the nuclear capsule was not intact at the time, but the bomb did go off, leaving a 75-foot crater did it kill the, the uh, I don't believe anyone was home at the oh time. Oh, my God. But still, had there been nuclear a material inside that, wow. they would have nuked the United States. Wow. It, was it was an accident. Accidents happen. 1959 on this day, Raisin in the Sun, the first Broadway play by a black woman opened. Lorraine Hansberry was the author of that play. 1968, Otis Redding is the first person in the U.S. to posthumously receive a gold record for his single, *Sittin' on the Dock of the Bay. He recorded it. It was a smash hit. it sold a ton and then had a horrible plane accident that took his life. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay. Watching the
3: tide roll away Ooh, I'm just
0: sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time 1971, Jim Morrison left for Paris to reorient himself, he claimed. Actually, he was trying to avoid a jail sentence <laughs> given to him in Miami for pulling well, his dick out on stage. Reorient himself. He never returned to the U.S. He died oh. there in Paris. In 1974, the Rhino Record Store. you familiar with Rhino Records? Yes. yes, yes they yes. they started out as a record store I remember them. back in the day. Um, now they are, they're a record label, but they had a record store, and they were very creative. They were here in Los Angeles, and they came up with very funny, creative ways to try to get attention and advertising for the store. On this day in 1974, they offered people, anyone who would come down and take home a copy of Danny Bonaducci's solo album would get a nickel. They would give <laughs> they were, you the album, and they would pay you a nickel if you would take a were, copy off their hands. They were
1: paying you to take the album. Yes,
0: they had a big stack of... Partridge Family, Danny Bonaducci's solo album, and they couldn't get rid of him so they started to pay people to take that's him That's a up great promotion
1: because people probably came in and bought other
0: albums. Of course, and then just you get them the, in the store. That's a, that's a great promotion. Very clever. And if you've ever heard any of Danny Bonaducci's 1974 solo album, you can understand why they weren't exactly flying off the shelves. Here's a little bit. <laughs> Although his voice is better than I expected it to be, quite frankly.
1: Because
0: yeah. now he talks like that. <laughs> you heard Danny Bon Joon? Someone cut his throat with a rusty razor blade. <laughs> 1988, the British pound note ceased to be legal tender, replaced by the one pound coin. That was a bad move. Yeah. Makes your pockets all bulky. 1997, more Star Trek news. We've been talking about Star Trek a lot this week. I know Trek. Yeah, you do. The ashes of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry were launched into space. Almost, oh, I remember that. Say. I yeah, remember they did a that. Big deal. And then James Doohan, who played Scotty, also had his ashes yeah. sent into space as well. What's the point of that? I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> and lastly, in 1997, Beatle Paul McCartney was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II. Now, Sir Paul McCartney, Sir because Paul he's McCartney. a knight. Hmm. Uh, he t- said to the press once he received the knighthood, Woo! does that a lot. All right. You know what I do at this point? I talk about a food-related day in history. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something that he would eat, stick up his ass, or pull out of his ass. It is always a question mark. Hmm. I never know what it's going to be. Yesterday, Frito pie. He was just couldn't get enough of I wanna, it. I want, I've been thinking about Frito pie since yesterday. It's really good. We should make some. We should. We should do a Munchin' Monday Could with we Frito do that? Pie. Yes, we something could. Something
1: I really want? Yes. Not a condom? <laughs> we
0: can fill a condom with Frito <laughs> pie. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. Uh, so What happens is I talk about the food Then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine To see if it's something he would eat or not If three of the reels come up matching with the, that particular item There's a big payout That means he would indeed eat it However, if they're mismatched Once again, heartbreak and disappointment Alright, here we go On this day in 1897 A meteorite entered the Earth's atmosphere And exploded over New Martinsville, West Virginia The debris caused plenty of damage, but luckily, no human injuries were reported. But still, pretty terrifying for the folks there in New Martinsville, West Virginia, when a meteorite enters the atmosphere and explodes, showering them with bits of space garbage. Mm. Not good. So that brings up West Virginia. West Virginia has a particular food that West Virginians love the most. It is the number one snack in West Virginia. Hmm. I should know this. You wouldn't believe it when I tell you. Huh. I was stunned that this was so popular. Oh. It, it makes sense when you find out after the fact, but I was stunned. I'll have anyway. to ask my
1: parents. They're both from West Virginia.
0: Well, then they must love pepperoni rolls, Eddie Pence. Pepperoni rolls. Okay. The number one snack in West Virginia, invented in West Virginia. really, Still featured on the menus in most restaurants in West I'll Virginia. I'll have to ask them. The pepperoni roll... Is basically a fairly soft white roll that is stuffed with pepperoni in the middle. And then when you bake it, the fats in the pepperoni melt, resulting in the spicy oil suffusing into the bread. Pepperoni rolls are typically eaten as a snack or as a main dish for lunch, either unheated or slightly warmed. They were invented in 1927 in West Virginia by a man named Giuseppe. Argiro, I'm sure I'm saying that right, Argiro, he was an Italian immigrant who offered the rolls as a lunch option for the coal miners of north central West Virginia mm-hmm. in the early 20th century because pepperoni rolls don't need to be refrigerated for storage. You can just pack them into your lunch when you're going into the mines. Yeah. And it turns out there were tons of Italian immigrants in West Virginia at that time because all the booming mines and railroads attracted many immigrants from Italy who were looking for work In the new world So the pepperoni roll became The most popular snack in West Virginia In the early 20th century And remains so to this day Uh, For those who are looking for a comparison They say it's similar to the pasty In the UK or a, a sausage roll As well as the Italian calzone Was also based on this design as well So it's basically a white roll Stuffed with pepperoni Is that something Eddie Pence would either eat Or stick up his ass There's only one way for us to find out Here we go one pepperoni roll, two
3: pepperoni. Five. I depend
1: on eating pepperoni rolls. Oh, I pick. Eating the pepperoni roll
0: that sounds good. Yeah, it does sound right? good. But you're the good. guy who picks pepperoni off his pizza. But then I eat the pepperoni. But this is you, no choice in this one. It's baked into the roll. You got to yeah. eat the whole no, thing. No, I like it. I think I'd eat it. What difference I, is that between that and pepperoni
4: pizza? I don't want
1: it on my cheese pizza. I just want cheese pizza. God but I t- I'd take it off of that. But I would eat it in the pepperoni this is roll.
4: Why you can't be figured out? I don't know why. It
1: just that sounds like something I would like to eat. It's, it's right goddamn next to a pepperoni pizza. It's
0: practically the same. It's thing. So no cheese
1: and marinara sauce. Oh my god, that's different. There's two more ingredients. That makes first. right for money. Pepperoni, pepperoni roll. roll. <laughs> that's it on today's
0: this day in history.
4: I pity the fool who ate in school by Ralph recently.
2: He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with
4: LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. Yay! Yeah. Fifteen cents a
0: day, y'all. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to the Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. And it's amazing now, this crossover between the coronavirus panic and how it's affecting the economics of show business. Yeah. A lot of festivals and concerts and events are being either postponed or canceled. You were just bemoaning the fact when you walked in here 20 years I have tickets canceled. to see
1: Pearl Jam at the forum on April 15th, I believe. And I just got an email yesterday saying it's uh, 2BA now, or TBA. Wow. Well, or 2BA. 2BA. Be even worse. Yeah, it would be.
0: It was 2BA. <laughs> TBA. To be um, announced. Wow. Uh, Coachella and Stagecoach have announced they are putting their festivals on hold as well. Yeah. So there's some good news. Please. <laughs> It's not all bad. At least Coachella's being disrupted. That's going to cut way down on hep C and herpes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Remember we did that story where they had like that app so you could find out how it skyrocketed (laughs) there in the the Coachella Valley? So that's going to help out that. There are some positives. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, The Bachelor Final Rose, which ended last night. After the Final Rose, they do a live studio audience with the Bachelor crew Monday and Tuesday of this week. And when you went to the studio audience, they gave you a COVID-19 screening disclosure form that you had to fill out before they would let you come in and sit in the studio audience to watch The Bachelors. Talk about your herpes and your hep C (laughs) with that crowd. That's what they should be screening for. Exactly.
1: Thank God that's not airborne.
0: Uh, They asked all the guests to confirm that they had not traveled within the past three weeks to any location deemed a level three by the cdc and that's uh, italy iran china any of the hot zones and they said if you can't confirm that you have not been abroad please let us know we will rebook you to come see another bachelor taping at another time but they were throwing people out of the studio yeah. audience it's getting like borderline like severe panic now it's wheel of fortune scary. and jeopardy are shooting their episodes without a studio audience oh, now seems... how weird is that gonna sound yeah vanna gonna turn those <laughs> letters over Brr, brr, brr. Nobody, nobody clapping nobody at claps, all. Nobody cares. That's gonna no be one laughing at Sajak's awkward. stupid jokes. Tumbleweed just blows <sighs> through the studio. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, South by Southwest, as we mentioned, yeah. the uh, Ultra Music Festival in Miami. Pearl Jam, as you mentioned, has uh, canceled their concerts. So who knows what's going to happen? It's like it's weird, man. This is weird times. Here's another upside story, however. Sony has announced they're pushing Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, back till August. So we we bought some time there. We don't have to sit through James Corden being the voice of a rabbit. But I thought they timed that out for Easter. They did. It was supposed to open on April 3rd. Well, what's the point then? Well. Let's just, let's just shelve the whole thing and forget it. They don't want people to die in the theaters, let's I guess. Let's just shelve. and The kids don't get affected. Here's the thing. The money that was made by this the first Peter Rabbit movie in yeah. 2018 made $351 million, but Two thirds of that came from international. Oh, that's why. So they're worried about that's the international why. lines because those folks are uh, yeah. having to self quarantine right now. Who knows? Maybe mandatory quarantines in the future. We'll see. All right, moving on. HBO Max, the new streaming streaming service yes. for HBO, they've announced a new docu series about Mark Wahlberg. Hmm. It is being produced by a gentleman named Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so it's truthful he and is honest. producing his own documentary about himself huh that's some balls so they're, not gonna, they're gonna gloss over marky mark completely oh I'm yeah guessing. for sure has nothing to do with that it's no. all about eddie not only his uh listen to this description a glimpse into global star mark Wahlberg's life jesus dude as he juggles the demands of a regular rigorous film schedule coupled with an ever-growing network of diverse businesses. Oh, poor guy. So you get to see how he handles being a super movie star, but also all of his many other business interests. Oh. The docu- docuseries will be called Wall Street. Oh, fuck off. W-A-H-L. Oh, fuck off. Wall Street. Sorry to steal Steve Ashton's line, but fuck off. He is... uh Special. Why don't we just call it I Like Me and oh, just be done with Why don't
1: we it? talk about the time he almost killed somebody when he was a kid?
0: Yeah, he right. He beat somebody with a lead pipe yeah. knocked their eye out. Why don't we talk about that? That probably won't be featured. No, that'll be glossed over. That won't be featured. Okay. Charlie Sheen is in the news. We talked about this Corey Feldman documentary yeah. that he was releasing. It was a pay-per-view event. Yeah. And he said, this time I'm naming names of all the people who did bad things to me and Corey Hain when we were yeah. kids. Well, it turns out all the names in that documentary. By the way, did you see how how fucked up it was? The, the server crashed and people could paid for no, it. No, I didn't see, see that. See Are you serious? I had a screening and the film didn't work at the screening. The whole thing was just. A this, how doesn't
1: that work at the screening? I have
0: no idea. But it turns out the names he names in that documentary are the same names he's named before. No new information was given. People are cheesed off that they paid 20 bucks or whatever it was. I, well, they shouldn't this have thing. paid $20 to begin with. Yes. Anytime Corey Feldman asks you to pay for anything, just say no. God. Uh, anyway, one of the accusations was that Charlie Sheen raped Corey Haim when they were both young actors. And Charlie Sheen has stepped forward and said, these sick, twisted, outlandish allegations never occurred, period. I would urge everyone to consider the source and read what his mother, Judy Haim, has to say. And it's true, she has come forward and said uh, she doesn't believe this could ever have happened. She said, it never happened or else I would have known about it. She added that she thinks Corey Feldman has lost his mind. And she says the horrible thing is that he thinks this is a great way to commemorate the 10-year anniversary of my son's death. Corey Haim passed away on March 10th in 2010. So... Uh, people in the know are saying there's nothing to this, and it's an accusation that Corey Feldman made back in 2017 as well, yeah. and Charlie Sheen also uh, said there was nothing to it then. So yeah. no no information, No, no. nobody's going to be brought to justice. It just seems like a bit of a money grab. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Let's talk about a real monster. Harvey Weinstein should be sentenced sometime later today. His lawyers are asking for a mere five years in prison. However, he is facing a 29-year maximum sentence. So uh, We'll have to wait and see later today what his sentencing is. But the prosecutors are pulling out all the stops trying to get the maximum penalty for Weinstein, including emails that were sent to Harvey by his brother saying he belongs in hell. Really? You should read these things. Oh, my God. They're nuts. Oh, wow. This was, of course, Harvey Weinstein's brother, Bob Weinstein, sent them to his brother while his brother was in sex addiction rehab, because he was trying to dodge a lot of these uh, charges at the time. He sent him a bunch of emails, this one from November 2nd, 2017. Fuck you, Harvey Weinstein. I pray there's a real (laughs) hell. That's where you belong. Wow. I suppose being you is its own hell, if you could feel it, but no chance. Yeah, OJ didn't kill Nicole Simpson and you had consensual sex with all those poor victimized women. And he goes on and on and on. You deserve a lifetime achievement award for the sheer savagery and immorality and inhumaneness for the acts that you have perpetrated. Calls him a pathological liar. Calls him out on the claim that these were consensual sexual events. Sure, all these 82 women had nothing better to do than have consensual sex with you. Oh my God. And then out themselves and accuse you for sexual abuse calls him delusional and goes on and on and on it's crazy when your own brother is saying that wow. about you you're done yeah that's it family wow. is, is, is the best jury you can get and this guy is calling and him telling out. you to rot in hell wow it's pretty spectacular all right let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays all these stars born on this day march 11th brothers joel and benji madden of good charlotte are 41 years old today I don't ever Mark Metcalf from Animal House is 74 years old today. You know Mark Metcalf. He was the guy who also appeared in the Twisted Sister video. Oh, yes. What, what are, are you, you going to
4: do? do with your life? A pledge pen? a pledge <laughs> pen? On your uniform?
0: He's 74. <laughs> today, movie director Jerry Zucker, Airplane and Ghost and many others is 70. Airplane still, by the way, in my mind, the perfect comic film. Mm-hmm. It has not an ounce of fat on it, and is just laughs wall to wall. I don't think, I don't know if there's a movie with more laughs per minute. I don't think so. Than Airplane. Just jam-packed. Actor-director Peter Berg is 58 years old today. He just directed that new Spencer movie with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, he did? From from the docuseries Wall Street. (laughs) My God, what they did to Spencer. Uh, Singer Bobby McFerrin is 70 years old today. How appropriate Bobby McFerrin has a birthday on a one-hit wonder Wednesday.
2: Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy.
0: Yeah, I don't need to hear that song again. That was played a lot. Yeah. Actress Alex Kingston from ER, and of course, uh, Whovians know her as Riversong from Doctor Who. She's 57. Speaking of Doctor Who, Captain Jack himself. John Barrowman, also from Arrow, is 53. Actor Terrence Howard from Empire is 51. Singer Lisa Loeb is 52 today. And I
2: thought what I felt was still And I thought that I don't belong. And now that I am leaving, now I know that I did something wrong. I missed you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I missed you. Reality Bites, right? Yeah. Isn't that where that's I from? That so. soundtrack. Uh, Johnny Knoxville's 49 years old today. Actor David Anders from iZombie and Alias is 39. Actress Jodie Comer of Killing Eve is 27. Do you watch that Killing Eve? No, I did over not. over there on BBC America. I don't. Is it A lot good? of people talking about it. I got no interest. Well, I have, no, I haven't no, seen it. No. And lastly, singer Pete Droge is 51. Another one hit wonder. Can't help but think of a certain movie every time I hear this song.
1: Dumb and Dumber. That's an underrated
0: soundtrack. It really is. It's a really good soundtrack. A lot of good tunes yeah. on that album. All right, that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But the entertainment doesn't stop now. No, now we're going to check in with the alive and well UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton.
4: No, Ralph, you know what? Your hair is so thick, you make Ben... I'll try that bit again. Your hair is so (laughs) thick, you make Ben Affleck look like Ben Kingsley.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I like that one. I snorted.
4: Uh, You did. Well done. Uh, Say the Spice Girls are in the news. See, now I'm glad you're back. All right. Uh, This past Saturday, Victoria Beckham took to social media to share snippets of her eldest son's birthday party. Also in attendance were Victoria's former Spice Girl bandmates, Emma Bunton and Jerry Halliwell. So it was practically a full on reunion. So we were just missing Sporty and Scary Spice. Presumably, they didn't have enough booze to cover Scary Spice being there. (laughs) But now, apparently, Victoria's son can brag that three-fifths of the Spice Girls attended his 21st birthday. I mean, not that his mum and dad are stupidly rich, but he could say three of five Spice Girls attended his birthday. (laughs) Anyway, Victoria shared a selfie of herself with Emma and Jerry, captioning uh, one of the photos, love you, at Emma Lee Bunton, and Emma reposted it and wrote, love you more, At Victoria Beckham in another selfie featuring the trio together, uh, Victoria wrote "kisses." So apparently, Posh posted a series of other pictures of her and her husband David Beckham looking very cosy on the dance floor to Instagram, saying "dance until 6 a.m., kisses, happy 21st birthday, Brooklyn Beckham." So Victoria and David's eldest son also took to social media to thank his parents and loved ones for an unforgettable night. He said. Thank you, Mum and Dad, for throwing such an amazing party last night <laughs> to all my friends. Thank you for being part of the night I will never forget. I I don't never get this, Ralph. To, to see if you can help me out. Alright. What why do celebrities take to social media to say thank you to friends and relatives <laughs> who are clearly in the fucking room with them? That's a great point. <laughs> I know why, I think. It's because they're all a bunch of attention-seeking twats. I mean, it's not like they're posting pictures of lush food that they've cooked or in the gym in 3 a.m. That's totally acceptable. Yes, that's legitimate. Exactly. Hey, Ed Sheeran's in the news. What's up with your buddy, Ed? He's got a new tattoo to represent his future kids. (laughs) how dumb is that? For fucks. Sake. Uh, so the 29 year old uh, has had um, a series of rings tattooed on his back and plans to add his future kids' handprints inside each circle. Ugh. So whether he's planning on having five kids or like two kids with, and one of them's only got one hand, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever – if you've seen his face, and you, I know you have, you'll understand that there's, there's some uh, gene, genes missing there somewhere, <laughs> chromosomes. But anyway, an insider told the uh, – I'm not going to mention the tabloid's name. I said, um, Ed comes from a large Catholic family, and he wants to have a house full of kids. Uh, they continued that he's had five intertwined circles put on his back that look a bit like the Olympic rings, and he wants to put a tattoo of a palm print into each circle. So in other words, he's got the Olympic rings on his back, and someone's assumed that's what he's doing anyway Ed's manager Stuart Camp claimed that the pop star may now be thinking about starting a family now that he's taken a break from music and thank God he has um he said uh, he still he won't sit still for long um not for not he's not the holiday sort, but things may change he could have a young family relatively soon i'd like to I'd like to give him a handprint would you? Right across his fucking boat race, <laughs> the song-stealing talentless be- bellend. Anyway, I've got to go now, Rafa, as you know, I'm off to Brussels for a conference. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've got to do packing and all that sort of dreck. And, and did you know that they have a statue in Brussels called Mannequin Piss? <laughs> no. Yeah. Coincidentally, that was the name for a porn parody of the Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall movie from 1987. <laughs>
0: It's a specialized kind of porn. It is. Ta Ah, it's good to have Steve back. Missed him last week. <laughs> Glad you're doing well, Steve. Steve will be back with us later on in the week. Meanwhile, today is Wednesday, and around here, Wednesdays are a very special day. It's a chance for us to take a look at a smash hit song, and the artist never really was able to recapture that level of success again. In fact, you could call them one hit wonders. It's a one hit wonder! One hit wonder! One hit wonders, it's a very common tale. As I said today, I'm doing this begrudgingly. <laughs> Never liked this song.
2: <laughs> I always thought it was a,
0: a cheap rip-off, in my opinion. Okay. You'll see more when we start right. talking about it. This was done by a German synth-pop musician in the 1980s. His songs often featured science fiction themes, like stuff about aliens mm-hmm. and catastrophes, and in this case, astronauts. And uh, like we talked about with uh, Nina, remember when we talked about 99 stitch Luftballons? Yeah. Uh, He first recorded this hit in German. And then with success internationally with the German version, he recorded an English version as well. Now, unlike 99 Luftballons, where the uh, German version actually did better than the English version here in the States, it was the English speaking version that became the smash hit in America and also Canada and other English speaking nations. You may have guessed by now what song I'm talking about. Here's Alan with his request.
3: Ralph Adam from Christian Indiana, two star general. I'm reaching out to you because the Smack night you're drinking Jack and Cokes. Good. I heard a song that I haven't heard in ages and it just got stuck in my head all week. And I thought I need to give Ralph a call and tell him for one wonder. Mine is uh, Peter Schillings, Major Tom Coming Home. It's just got a chorus and a hook that when you hear it, gets stuck in your head. The whole countdown three, two, one. It's great.
0: Boo. All right. tell me. <laughs> Peter Schillings, Major Tom Coming Home. I don't like this song. First of all, it's a total ripoff of David Bowie's Space Oddity yeah. from 1969, yeah. which is about astronaut Major Tom. Who's out in space? Right. Okay. Everyone says, "Well, it's like a sequel." No, no, it's uh, not a he... sequel. No, it's a, it's a remake. It's a reboot. It's the same goddamn story. Did this chart higher than that than David Bowie's? Uh, I don't believe so. No. I think Space Oddity was a pretty massive hit for Bowie in 1969. This was almost 20 years later, but it's just, it's, it's a derivative song that's not half as good as the original. Why am I listening to this guy do this? Why? <laughs> I don't like it. He's almost doing a Bowie-esque impression. This is—it's this is like a bad cover band of a really good song. Hate this
2: song. Here's
0: the the German version that initially was recorded and released in uh, Germany and West Germany in 1983. It reached number one in West Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And there was the success of this version that led them to want to re-record it in English. This to stop it! <laughs> they play it
1: all the time. I know. Today. I hate it. <laughs> do so you, do you get do you angrily change the station. I do. I, <laughs>
0: uh, break off the knob if they had knobs anymore, but they don't. So uh, inspired by the success in, in success in Europe with the German version, the English version was recorded and released here in the states uh, on September twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three. It reached number one in Canada, number four in South Africa. Uh, the top 10 here in the States, a, uh, the Dutch charts at number two, French number two, German number two, New Zealand 13 uh, in Switzerland. Number one. That's yeah, a big hit. It, it was a massive international hit. And it's a rip off. And <laughs> Bowie got nothing for his trouble. And this guy just basically stole the idea, stole the name of the character, just stole, stole, did, stole. Did Bowie ever raise any stink about it? Nope. Nope. Because he's a classy dude. Well, he just wrote something else. He's like, I'm Bowie. I'll do whatever. I can crank out a hit on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And you're threw out and one you're hits. Peter Schilling, and this is all you got. So enjoy it, <laughs> Peter Schilling. Should have called him Pilfer Schilling. Oh, good one. No, wasn't good at all. No. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> begrudging one-hit wonder of the day. A little bit of Peter Schilling's Major Tom, parentheses, coming home.
2: systems are gone. Are you sure? Control is not convinced. But the computer has the evidence. No need to abort. The countdown starts. Watching in a trance. The crew is certain, Nothing left to chance. All is working. Trying to relax. Up in the capsule. sent me up a dream.
0: classic 80s tune Ugh, God. I hate it so much and Eddie you'll be happy to know that yeah. since Peter Schilling couldn't do anything else with the rest of his life oh, yeah. 10 years later in the uh, grand tradition of folks like Bobby Boris Pickett <laughs> Oh, he no. decided not even to write a sequel Oh no Just reproduce the record oh, He looked no. around and said Alright, I stole from Bowie And then I did the synth pop thing in the 80s What did I do in the 90s to try to revive my career? It's Grunge? Like, no, techno music <laughs> Oh no Techno dance oh, music no. is popular Why don't I crank out a new version of Major Time <laughs> Coming Home As a techno oh, dance man. hit Here we go
2: Watching in a no. No, no, no.
0: Oh my god. No. Jokes no, no. 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 Oh, that's terrible. Oh, oh that's
1: awful. <laughs> that's awful. Mm, that's
0: so bad. Blow me. <laughs> bad. Peter shitting. That's what his name should be. Is that better better than Pilfer shilling? Better than Pilfer shilling. Peter Shitting. (laughs) Peter Shitting. (laughs) That's what his name (laughs) should be. Oh, that was for you, Alan. I hope you appreciated what I had to go through in order to pull that off. That was work for you, man. That was work. That was. Oh, man. Next week, I'm going to do something sweet ass. Make me happy. (laughs) Uh, That's it for today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. That's also today's show. Thanks so much for joining us, boys and girls. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. We always do on Thursdays because that is the day we fling open those doors of the esteemed Institute of Learning, Ralph Sex University. Tomorrow's topic may, may make some flinch. However, I think it's something we need to talk about, especially Eddie Pence. If you know Why? what I'm saying, a culture deals.
1: golfers, right? For money, right? If
0: I, if that's what it's about. Need, yes. We need an intervention. I with need Eddie, to know about it with Eddie Pence. Come on back and join us. Meanwhile, until then, love you. Mean it. Bye.